0: Hello, 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 good day, and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Asciutino, and um, I've been asking a lot of people around um, for advice on what I should do for upcoming episodes, because I always have uh, a bunch of things that I'm thinking, oh, you know, I want to do something about this, I want to do something about that, and then I, you know, I get advice, so why don't you do this? So... After 3 episodes um about the first world war which I just finished up last week um, I decided to d- to take something on a slightly lighter track because you know I I do appreciate that there are people out there listening to me Uh, And not everyone is that diehard historian, not everyone is like, please, you know, uh, will you go on in depth about, you know, the siege of Constantinople, or will you, you know, come on, I really want to know about, you know, the Portuguese Empire, you know, in Africa during the 1800s. I get that. So I decided I would do something a little lighter this time, although, to be honest, (laughs) <laughs> whether it's that much lighter remains to be seen. And I decided to talk a little bit about football. And when I say football, I'm talking to the 99% of the world that, you know, considers football what Americans consider soccer. Um, for the purposes of, you know, just for the purposes of this podcast, I will occasionally interchange the words, Um just because I have a very large American listenership, obviously. I'm here. Uh, That's where statistically most of my listeners come from. But I, you know, I will say football and, uh, you know, what I've always started doing because I had this debate before people, I said, well, what about, you know, if you're in America, there's football. People will immediately, if you say football, they think you're talking about American football. And it kind of gets silly just being like, well, American football. So, you know, it's just, it is what it is. We talk about it one way or another, okay? And, and for the purposes of this podcast, anyone listening right now, I am talking about what Americans call soccer, not gridiron football, as they would call it in America. So, you know, um, football in America is something that, I it, mean, it, it's been here for years. It's been here for decades, Okay. Um, but it's really become something that recently is growing tremendously, and there are many reasons for this. Um, one of the main things is that, and you know, as I've always said, I'm 41, so anyone who's around my age, you'll realize this. For you younger kids, there was a time before there was this thing called the internet was widely available. There was a time when you didn't have 3,700 different channels, okay? Okay. Uh, So, you know, back in the day, there wasn't a tremendous opportunity to really see what was going on overseas. I mean, uh, you know, arguably, um, some of the best years that Italian clubs had was really before the Internet took off and before broadband. It's not just about the Internet. It's about broadband being able to just download things, you know, stream things online, Um, And I think that played a major role in how, uh, you know, soccer has has been coming to the United States. Um, And that's why today... The other thing, too, is that, you know, when you look at things like the Premier League, um, it's in English, okay? And that appeals to a huge percentage of the uh, United States population. You know, it's always... um, you know easier to watch a sport when the announcing is being done in your native language when you can understand it especially if you're getting to know the sport so i've been i've i've been around uh, soccer my entire life i mean both myself and my younger brother's played it when we were when we were younger um and then you know it just got to the point where um my abilities weren 't you know up to par by the time I got to high school you know i couldn't i couldn 't play competitively anymore that was just me you know i mean everyone well un- unless you become a professional at some point, the overwhelming majority of us get to that point where we 're like you know what i I really can 't play competitively anymore um and so we stopped playing all right uh, but you know i mean i've always still you know had a ball around, kicked a ball, and uh for me my real rejuvenation with uh, an engagement in the game. You know, I'd watch stuff on TV. Occasionally there would be, you know, on, on a channel. there. It's, you know, at 11 o'clock at night, they'd have a Bundesliga game on or they'd have something from Italy, you know, on one of these channels that was, you know, blurry because it wasn't HD or anything. Um, <clears throat> but what really um, changed things for me was uh, once uh, they started bringing over... Uh, the Premier League, and they started broadcasting it. And if I remember correctly, it was, uh, it was originally Fox that had it on, uh, and then NBC ended up taking over the rights, and now they have it on now. Um, and by the way, NBC, for what it's worth, uh, what you did with the gold pass um, is wrong, Okay. Uh, A couple of years ago, the way that they had it was, uh, you know, if they had... Because they they put some games are live. Obviously, they can't have every game live. But what they started doing was they said, okay, um, what we're going to do is we're going to have the the live games on, uh, and then the other games, you can watch them, you know, live, but they're not on TV. That's really what I mean. They're not on TV. They're not on, like, NBC, SN. They're not on NBC. Um, So you have to... Log in and watch them. You can watch them online. And I used to do that. You just logged in with whatever, you know, I have an Xfinity. You'd log in with Xfinity and you'd watch the game. And then they started doing things where it was like, okay, now we're actually going to charge you extra. So they formed the NBC Gold Pass. And the, you know, this was like, okay, so you're going to charge me extra above what I pay for my cable, which, by the way is a fair amount of money every month, you're going to charge me extra to pay. Now, as a Chelsea fan, um, as any good person is, you know, you, you're you just like, well, whatever. Listen, Chelsea, almost every year, not just Chelsea, but let's say, you know, you're a Manchester United fan, you're a Liverpool fan, Manchester City the last few years, you're like, well, we're going to be on TV most of the time because these are major clubs, so why would I pay this money? And then they were like, oh, okay, so here's the other thing. We're going to make it uh, mandatory that at least four games per year are on the gold pass. So now, no matter what who you root for, you could be rooting for, I mean, you know, <laughs> Liverpool haven't lost yet uh, as of the time of, of this, uh, you know, podcast. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's going to be really entertaining to see how the rest of the year goes with them. But there will be... Uh, there will, there, I think they're, they've already had one or two, there will be a couple of games where it'll be like, yeah, no, too bad you can't watch them, and it's like, but I want to watch them, like, you know, Liverpool again, a a, a club which has a massive global following, oh, well, too bad, if you want to, if you really want to watch them that much, you're gonna have to buy the NBC Gold Pass, and it's like, you know, you're really just, uh, it it's, it's too much, I mean, for crying out loud, you're trying to build the brand here in the United States. You're trying to continue to get people involved with the beautiful game. Um, stop with this. Stop being greedy. Because that just drives people to do things. Not that I would ever think of doing it. But going online and looking for you know live streams uh, that are available. In places like Reddit and whatnot. Um, but anyway, be that as it may. That was my little bit of a rant about that. So when I first really got... Back into watching it, uh, watching the game, you know, was um right around twenty ten, twenty eleven, um, you know, which is I know it's it's not that far off. Now I'd always kind of followed things, but that was when, like I said, the Premier League was on every weekend, and so every weekend I could follow a club. I I could really feel like I was part of something, um, and I did. And I'll tell you, it's funny. People always ask me, and I'm about to spoil this, I'm about to give away, not spoil, I'm about to give away the answer. People always say, you know, well, Tino, how did you become a Chelsea fan? What made you choose Chelsea over any of the other clubs? Because, I mean, if you really want to look at it, for me growing up, um, I, I, you know, theoretically, if you were just going to pick the team that was popular uh, when you were growing up, I should have been a Manchester United fan. I mean, I... I, I was growing up during the heyday, during the time where Salas Ferguson, what, you know, it was, well, who won the league this year? Do you even have to ask that question? I mean, just, you know, it was it was bend it like Beckham, you know? I mean, it was all of the greats, you know? I mean, I, there, there there are too many of them. I don't want to have to run down everyone's name. If you know, you know. If you don't, go look them up. But, you know, I should have. But, but I didn't. Um, what happened was I started watching... And I remember I turned on the TV one day and Chelsea were playing, and you know, to this day, I actually my my son asked me the question that is well, who was the first game who were they playing against? I said you know what I really don't remember, I don't. What I do remember is uh watching them and Juan Mata was was there and and David Luiz and I just I really liked the way that they played. I thought there was something about it. They just had this. This pep in their step, you know. I was watching Drogba and, and Terry and and all these other guys, and I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "This is this is really cool." I also do like the color blue anyway, and, and they were in blue. Um, so I, I, but I liked the way that they were playing. It just was they were playing this this very uh, fluid way. Um, and so I was like, I, I kind of like these guys. And then I, the next week, I was like, oh, wow, Chelsea football. I can watch them again next week. And then next week. And then I was hooked. Now, it did help that I chose... And and mind you, I'm going to say this for the record. I had no idea about how good they were, not what not. It did help that the season that I re- started really following them um, they ended up... In the Champions League final And winning the Champions League um, and, and again, I had no idea You know, I really wasn't that familiar With a lot of European football um, At the time uh, But I, you know, I was fond And I was like, oh my goodness, you know This team that I'm supporting, is they're winning They're Oh my god, they're in the finals And then they won in one of the great finals I mean, it turned into a penalty shootout I mean, you're talking about Biting your nails the entire way so I think that's really what cemented it for me. It was just, there was just something about it. And, and if you've ever watched it and you've been invested in a, in a club, you, you'll know it. You, you know what I'm talking about. It just becomes something. It becomes part of you. you know? And after that, I was sold. And, it, you know, I, I bought my first uh, jersey and I started following. And then I became a member of, of Chelsea's, I used to call it the True Blue um, you know, now it's just, it's basically their fan club, <clears throat> and it just became a weekly thing with me. You know, it was it was every weekend. Um, I loved watching it, and it's it's on for a very good part of the year, so there's not a lot of time when you don't get to watch them play. And you know, it's one of the things is that you meet some absolutely fantastic people um, all around the world, whether they root for the club you root for or not. I mean, you know, I've run into people, when you wear, it, it's funny, because it's like, I, I see people that wear certain, you know, like a, a, a Major League Baseball, you know, jersey, okay? Or someone will wear, um, you know, a, an NFL jersey. I, I don't see the same reactions when you wear a soccer jersey, when you wear that Chelsea or United or Liverpool, or, or even even better, when you wear something You know, especially for a team, you know, that's not uh, one of the really big ones, you know, as far as following, You know, you come out there and you've got your Plymouth Argyle, you know. People just talk to you. People come out of anywhere, you know. They'll tell you, you know, I've had people randomly be like, you know, let's go Chelsea, you know. Or be like, you know, you're lucky I'm serving you. You have a Chelsea, you know, kid on. And you'd be like, (laughs) that's what you get. But I mean, it's in good, it's in good sport, you know it's it's not mean it's not hurtful and and it shouldn't be it's just this kind of a thing that goes um all around with people and you know you you don't realize it unless you've actually been there um you know unless unless you've been in that situation <clears throat> and uh you know it's it's really it's brought me so much happiness over the years, and I know so many people I've become very good friends with. You know, not all of them are Chelsea fans, but just it's uh, it's just such a fun thing, and the game itself. I mean it. It it's called the beautiful game, and for good reason. Uh, it is just absolutely gorgeous to watch a good, good match. And that's one of the things I tell people. There's a lot of people in the United States. You know, you almost are like an evangelist. If you like football in the United States, you're an evangelist because you know a lot of people are like oh soccer. oh, That's that you know European sport. Like it's not good. You can have ties. Ties suck. Blah blah blah. And it's like oh, you know what? It'd be like, have you watched really good soccer? I mean, that's the thing. If you've watched second rate teams playing, yeah, you might come out with this whole like, Oh man, this is just this is game, so all they do is there's kicking the ball back and forward, up the field, down the whatever, but when you've watched a genuinely good match, there's very, very little in this world that's as exciting, I mean it's not yeah okay, you're you don't have as much scoring as let's say basketball of of course or football even but the scoring that happens when you watch that beautifully played one two and then someone buries the ball in the you know the upper right corner of the net i mean it's just it's gorgeous it's a wonderful thing to watch you know a counterattack that's sprung um you know and and it's really when you understand the game and that's the other thing too is understanding things uh because a lot of people i know when i when i watch whenever for example, my parents might come over, there's 101 questions. Why didn't the goalkeeper pick the ball up with his hands? Why did this guy stop running? Why did that? And I'm like, because he can't. It's a passback. Because he was offside. Because of, because of the... Well, when you understand the game, you know, you start looking deeper into things, too. And and that's what I love. I I just enjoy analyzing it, too, where you're not just watching the ball anymore. What you're doing is you find yourself watching, okay, the ball's going forward but, you know, what's what's going on with the midfield? What's going on in the wings here? What? How are these guys moving? You know, what's what's going to happen? Is this guy making a run up the middle? And, you know, it's just, it's such a fun, fun thing to watch. Um, and like I said, you know, the, the other good thing is that there are so many different uh, trophies and stuff. I don't see that as a bad thing. I see it as a great thing. Because you've got something you're playing for. Like in England alone, you know, you've got the FA Cup. You've got the League Cup. You've got the actual league itself that you're playing for. Uh, and then, hopefully, if you're lucky, you've got European football. And so, you know, at any given time, you know, you're potentially looking at being competitive in four different things. Now, it won't always be the case because, you know, sometimes you're not like right now. You know, unless your uh, team starts with an L and ends with Liverpool, Ever- um, you're not playing for the uh, the, the league championship. But the Champions League is a different story. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what kind of draw you're going to get? And that's the other thing, too. It's exciting. It's like, you know, the, the waking up, getting ready to listen, especially because living on the East Coast of the United States here in New Jersey, you're you're waiting, like, the, the draws end up being in the morning. So, you know, you're waking up on that Wednesday morning, to like, oh, my goodness, you know, on the way to work the volume up on the radio because I'm waiting to hear what's our draw, what group are we in with the Champions League, you know, or the Europa League, whichever one you happen to be in. And it's just, it's exciting. And then you find out and you want to, you know, you want to go to school, talk about it with other people. And, you know, I just, I find it's it's so much more fun. Um, I You know, I, I've had so many students over the years, you know, they used to just drop by on Monday morning and it would be, oh, my God, did you watch this match? And and I watch, I watch, I try and watch as many matches a weekend as I can. I mean, obviously, my priority is watching Chelsea play when, when they do. But I will watch anyone else. I will watch, um, you know, any of the other matches that are on uh, uh, TV. Um, you know, and that's, for me, it's just, it's fun. You know, and I'll watch them. So I'll watch them with my kids. We'll talk about it. We'll analyze it. I mean, I even watched... Oh, goodness. I, I watched this past weekend at Southampton-Watford. I mean, and we're talking about two bad teams. I'm sorry. Any Southampton and Watford fans, please don't send me hate mail. Okay? But uh, two teams that are not very good. But even when they're not very good, you still have to remember, number one, you're watching teams that are competing in the highest level um, in a particular country um, and one of the top leagues in the world. So even the last place team, it's kind of like I always say, with any professional sports, people talk, oh, this guy's a bum. Well, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But the bottom line is that if he's playing, if you're playing in the NFL, you know, the National Football League, you're better than 99.8% of every other person who's ever played American football in their life. If you're playing in the NHL, if you're playing in any league, any top-of-the-line league, you're better than 99% of the other people. So to be like, well, this guy's not good, or this team's not good, okay, but this team is still one of the best teams in the world, okay? You know, you just have to think about that. Um, and, you know, that's it. It's it's just it's fantastic to watch. It's fun. You know, you, you get to see some different things. And I think that in the United States right now, it's really becoming, um, you know, it, it's it's getting up there. Um, you know, townships more and more, uh, you know, the soccer clubs are growing. I know here in Monroe, you know, the soccer club is just growing uh, by leaps and bounds. More and more kids want to play. Um, and they want to play because, you know, they, they get to see these guys every weekend, you know, playing. Um, and I'll tell you another thing. Um, I do fully believe that, you know, again, full disclosure, as a Chelsea fan, I think Christian Pulisic is a fantastic player. You know, I watched him uh, several times when he was playing over in Germany. Um, I've watched him play for the U.S. men's national team. But here's the thing. What Chelsea did by buying him is... Ensure that you're going to have a huge number of new Chelsea fans because all these young kids are like, "Oh my God, there's an American playing in Europe!" You know, just like Tim Howard, who I always joke around and, and uh, uh, Tim, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, I say the following joke: I says, "If I had played soccer in high school uh, when I I went to Bishop Bar, we would have played North Brunswick, I'm sure, at some point." You know, and then I said I could have eventually uh, scored a goal against Tim Howard. Now um, I say that just because, first of all, um, I don't think I ever would have been in that situation. And he's, you know, he was phenomenal in college, which is why he went on to play in Europe. But you know, one of one of my son's um, coaches, his kids, they were all Everton fans. Why? Because that's where Tim Howard went. Okay, they were like, wow, this is an American guy, you know. You, you buy that, and you get people invested in it, you know? And then you find out that there are these places all over. You know, you have uh, Chelsea fan clubs everywhere. You can't go to a city in the United States right now if you are a fan of almost any club out there, okay? And I'm not just talking about England. Also, I mean, obviously, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, um, you know, PSG, all of these teams— you can't go to a city in the United States, a major city, where they don't have, uh, you know, a fan club set up where you can't go to a pub that they won't have their games on. I mean, it just doesn't happen, okay? It just doesn't happen. You know, you 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 can go and you meet people from all walks of life. And that's the other thing that I love about it so much is that, you know, I've you meet people. You can go to watch a Chelsea match. There will be... <laughs> you know, people from the United States, there will be black people, white people, you know, Indians and, and Asians, there will be, you know, Muslims, Hindus, Sikhs, Jews, Christians, it doesn't matter, okay, you know, gay, street. no one cares, everyone is simply there for the love of the game, they're there with their jersey on, and, it does, you know, who cares what your politics are outside, okay, conservative, liberal, doesn't matter, you're there because you support this club, and for the next two hours, no matter what you believe in, who you worship, whatever you do for a living, you are comrades in arms, you are brothers and sisters, linked up arms together, you know, just, just cheering for it, and I have to say that I really wish there was more of that in this world. Um, You know, it is something, football is something that brings the world together, you know, I mean, again, like I said, I've been there, Um, it doesn't matter, you know, when you're rooting for your club, when you're standing there, you know, doing the chants, singing the songs, and every club has their own, you know, particular chants, their own songs that they have, you know, you don't care about anything else, for two hours... Life is just, it's like whatever happens outside of the confines of where you are is completely irrelevant. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I really don't. Um, I think that it's a good thing. And I think that if we had more of it, you know, there might be a little bit more understanding and tolerance. So, yes, I am making the argument that I think that uh, football, that soccer, um, can help bring world peace about. Um <laughs> But that's my opinion anyway. And, you know, I think that one of the other great things, and I'm going to throw this in there because I know that there's one particular student I have who would probably uh, throw things at me if I didn't mention this. U.S. Women's National Team. Um, Besides being the pride of the country, it is just so fantastic to see these women out there um, just dominating... And and then coming out and, and making legitimate arguments about uh equal pay and and talking about you know the way that, that women are treated. I mean, they're such great role models for uh young girls that are growing up. Hell, they're great role models for young men as well. I mean, you know, honestly, how can you argue against that? You know, how can you how can you look at like a Carly Lloyd and be like, no, this is you know, yeah, she's not a good role, you know, Megan Rabbit, no, no, she's not a good role model. No, they, they are, and they're showing what uh, we can do. And I know the U.S. men's national team, you know, they have had issues. I mean, you know, I, they've been more successful in the past than people are willing to give them credit for, I think because of the recent stuff, the the, the inability to, to qualify for the World Cup the last time. But, um, you know, the, the women's national team just absolutely uh tremendous and you know you watch them play and they they just play with such a joy um and it's just so much fun to watch and you know they're they're one of the dynasties that we've had I mean they what have they won three out of the last four World Cups or something you know and they're just they're <laughs> again they it's so much fun watching them and, and seeing them play and and watching these young girls you know that are playing now that are in the program have someone to look up to uh, you know, on that level that are playing, and be like, yeah, you know what, you, you know, you can be like that, okay? You can get there, you know? Just just go for it. So, um, <clears throat> I'm just trying to think of what else. I, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, like I said, this one, I intended this podcast to be a little more lighthearted, and uh, I think it was, uh, you know, the, the weekend I was actually very busy uh, over the break. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, may you know we we had from Thursday off until now, and boy, I'll tell you, and anyone who's a teacher listening to this will know um, the days that you have off just they they go by so quickly the four days we've had off have gone by more quickly than tomorrow will um so we'll <laughs> we'll see what happens with that uh but i I do apologize. I know I'd said in my last podcast I was going to try and get one in the middle of the week. I do apologize I didn't get the chance but I, I definitely wanted to put this one up right now. Um I'm hoping maybe this week to be able to put something up middle of the week. I'm going to see how that goes. And um other than that, you know, I I hope everyone is is having a good time. We're already into December. It's the 1st of December. Um this year is just rapidly uh, approaching its end. Um you know, only another another month and we're in 2020. And then we'll see if uh, we'll see if I decide to run for the presidency or not. Who knows? Stranger things have happened. Uh, the Democrats can't get their stuff in order. We'll have to see what happens here. Anyway, um, as always, um, you know I am on Instagram, Antonius Optimus. Uh, please do feel free to follow me there. I I post something historical every single day. Um, you know, uh, letting people know about stuff uh, and. Other than that, um, I'm gonna try and get my TikTok stuff up and running. And a bunch of my students have been, uh, you know, going after me about that. Um, I think it could be a lot of fun. Um, if you have any requests, if there's something that you, as one of my valued listeners, uh, wish to listen to, by all means, please, uh, you know, drop me a line. Uh, you know, you you can do stuff with the Anchor app. You can put a voicemail. Um, DM me on Instagram. Uh, follow me, like I said, Antonius Optimus. Um, you know, let me know what you want to do, and I'm I'm more than happy to do stuff. I get a bunch of people say we want something like this, but I'll just end. I will end the beautiful uh, game episode uh, by saying that you know, soccer, football, football, whatever you call it, and wherever you are it is really a a marvel and it is something that should be enjoyed and treasured i do feel it brings more people together than than it does drive people apart even if you do root for different clubs it's still something that you can appreciate and you know it it it's always where i i say listen even if i don't like a particular club or i don't like a particular player you still say man that was a great shot or that was a great goal and that's part of life isn't it you know you don't always have to like someone But, you know, when someone does the right thing, you give them credit, you know, the tip of the cap. And that's the way we should go through life uh, at all times. Anyway, until I talk to you all again, uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful week. And like I said, drop me a line, hit me up, whatever you want. Uh, Let me know what I should do next. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.